Hey guys, welcome back to Coffee Chats with Caroline and Christina, featured on the Solutions by Southwest Utility podcast. Can I start by saying thank you? Thank you for coming back and listening and tuning in and being present. Christina and I are passionate about community and the one that we've built here is one of our favorites. So thank you guys for tuning back in and I am so excited. You guys heard Carrie last week, but today we have the dynamic duo. Christina, do you want to introduce our guests on today's episode? Yes. Um, like I said in the last episode, that uh, Carrie is one of my absolute favorite people in the industry um, because she's incredibly awesome. And she also brings us the Multifamily Women's Summit, which I'm obsessed with. Um, and so today we're lucky enough to get both Carrie and Patrick Antrim together uh, at the same time, which I'm super excited about um, because as we've spoken on multiple podcasts before, um, they are the reason that we are a team. So um, yes. we're incredibly grateful. Um, Carrie is the Chief Operating Officer at Multifamily Leadership and the co-founder of Multifamily Women. And Patrick is CEO of Multifamily Leadership, Chairman of Multifamily Innovation, and the owner of Event Lab Studios. So just a little busy there, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's great to have you guys here. Or actually, we're with you this time. Spoken yes. like a true podcast yeah. host. <laughs> so it's very different. So thank you for, for inviting us on. Oh, we're excited to have you. So um, one of the reasons I was really intrigued to have the two of you together is that um, I'm, I'm just super curious about working with your spouse and living with your spouse and parenting with your spouse. Um, I know during COVID, uh, it almost did me in doing all of those things at the same time. So I'm curious how you guys make it work. Um, if you tell us a little bit about the two of you, like how'd you meet? How did you come together? I'm going to let Patrick feel this. Every time our kids ask how we met, it's a different story. So oh, lovely. Yeah, for them. We keep them on their toes. Sometimes it, I, I tell people like on the MLS or, or something like that. Just <laughs> on their toes but uh so you know i built this brand early uh, in southern california at a winery and um realized that it was hard to you know get to these locations uh in terms of you know flying in and things like that and so we looked at uh scottsdale arizona as a resort destination and so i just decided to jump on a plane scout the area and um, never looked back. And so obviously doing that, uh, I spent the early parts of my life um, raising my children. And it was time where I wanted to design a life with somebody. And, uh, you know, part of that is, you know, being ready to attract somebody in like, like Carrie, amazing <laughs> being. And so we, I, I started looking at where am I gonna live and all of these things around the area for a business. And uh, I landed on um, a coffee. No, it was, a, it was, we had wine, I think. Right? Yeah, a little wine bar. A wine bar. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was like, from then on, it was, was it. yeah, we just never looked back. But um, so we, it was part of changing my pace of things, mm -hmm. changing my place in, in the world. Like I'm moving to a whole new area. And so really opening up my minds to just a fresh, new, amazing life. And, um, Gosh, Carrie just fit into all the things that I wanted to design as a human. And, uh, you know, that, that's that's sort of how we met. Yeah. And, and like you said, we just never looked back. 
it's been (laughs) great. Yeah. But the real question is, do you remember what wine you drank? Uh, It was a red wine. And I remember that um, as we were talking, uh, I was doing most of the talking (laughs) and, (laughs) and the bartender was like right there, like, I'm like, how clean do you want to do this stuff? Like, give me he a, kept cleaning right around us, and Patrick was like side eyeing him. Like, is he like super interested in our first date? Yeah. <laughs> if it didn't work out, he was gonna hop in there. <laughs> That's what he was going for. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, I, we we um, we talk about that all the time, and um, I think it you know it's just one of the the first moments that you you build on when you when you design a life together. A hundred percent. I think it's fabulous. And I love that you guys ended that story with, yeah, that's sort of how it happened. So I can appreciate that, you know, the first moment that sparks kind of fly and you realize, wow, I could actually do life with this human for a long time. Um, you know, it's one thing though, to have that companionship and, and, foundational partnership with one another and you guys work as a unit, but it's completely different to build a business together. So talk to me a little bit about what led the two of you to pursuing, you know, um, being professionals together, uh, not only within the same industry, but the same business. So um, tell us and our audience a little bit about that. You want to go with your perspective on this? Well, sure. Absolutely. So I was not, you know, raised as an entrepreneur. My mom was a librarian. You know, I grew up wanting to be a teacher. And so when I met Patrick, I was in the legal field. And here comes this amazing human with just these visions. And he's running this amazing business. And he has an event. And and the first one was in, you know, wine country in Temecula. And um, it just, it was all so interesting to me. And I was like, this sounds awesome, right? Because I am not a creature of monotony or routine. And to have someone who, I think I spoke on your last podcast about the big dreams and the big visions. That was what really opened the door for me to be like, wait, there, there's, there's a big wide world out there, right? So joining him on this journey has just been the most incredible gift of my life for sure. I don't know that that really answered your question. Well, I don't know. I, I think it's, no, it's a good start. I mean, I think, um, you know, for me, I was at that point in the career where we had built the business, we had product market fit, people were enjoying the experience and we knew we could do more. Um, and I had the opportunity to work with another group, um, some of the best success trainers in the world. And in order for me to take on that project, I had to step out of the business. And so Carrie's uh, sort of legal and structured mindset around operations and um, the discipline of of process was very useful in, in the, our, our ability to take advantage of that opportunity. And so I spent a year building and launching other people's brands. Um, and it became a very wa- worldwide um, project that I was able to work on. And through that process, I had to lean on technology. I had to lean on um, communication. We had to shift the way that we worked and Carrie ran a lot of those operations and that her coming in with a fresh set of eyes and a fresh perspective on things allowed us to do a little bit more, get a little bit more clarity around things and, and really scale the business. And so when I was complete with that project, when I came back, 
things really took off and uh, we were able to do more together. And then through that process, some of the work that I did, you know, working with some of the most watched success leaders around the world allowed me to spend time. And we, we, we probably spent 80 to $80,000 on investment in just things that um, understand the human condition, understanding how people buy things, but they don't, that, why people buy things that they don't need, uh, the priorities, the emotions that uh, move people to uh, take action, uh, move away from fear, more, move towards bigger and better futures. And so I had the opportunity to sort of unpack some of those strategies from those people. And, and while we did that for others, we did our own work on ourselves. So we, we wrote down goals and we got clear about first, what kind of life do we want to live? How do we want to show up in the world? Who do we want to show up for? And what kind of clients do we want to serve? And we got clarity around that. And then so every business decision that we make, it's guided on, does this fit into the way that we want to show up in the world? And so right now, we're actually trying to um, put ourselves out of our own jobs. So we're scaling our business. We're hiring chief operating officers and scaling the agency and those types of things. So we end up owning the business instead of running the business. And so this work together has not been easy. It's not been um, without frustration. Um, there's a lot that you collide with and we have to become experts in like everything. 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 We, yeah. And, you have to know every, every aspect of the business inside and out. Yeah. And so it, it is, you, you have to have the relationship stuff solid, mm -hmm. I think first, right? Like, because, you know, a marriage has its own challenges and, and pressures, just uh, human beings living together. And then you have children, right? And then you have introduced COVID. And then, oh, by the way, you own an event business during that process. And so had we not spent all that money and time and energy with some of the best mindset people around the world, I don't know that we would have come out of it as strong. We invested when the challenges came. We ran towards the fire. Uh, we, we thought about who can we serve when the times are tough and we, we leaned into that stuff. And our, our balance has been, um, that, that balance has been only possible because Carrie came into it. If you look at a, any team, there's team chemistry, you know, and you, you bring one person out of the team and things change. And so for us, you know, our vision of having a balanced leadership, I mean, that's what we are at the top of, of our organization as well. I love that you kind of put together a roadmap and said, where are we going? And then let the how we're getting there follow that. I think that's definitely a, a key to that. And it sounds like it helps keep your focus on exactly where you need to go uh, instead of getting sidetracked, which I think you probably could with all of the different um, arms going on of the different things that you guys are doing. So I think that's a super important lesson for all of us. Um, so I have another kind of a personal one that I'm throwing out at you. Um, since you're both busy professionals, you're both parents, um, how does that, the split go with the family and workloads and knowing, you know, who's, so that Carrie, you're not ending up in the traditional, I'm taking everything on, um, and making sure that you're both succeeding. You know, a lot of it comes down to we have done whatever it takes. We do whatever it takes. You know, we, like pa Patrick said, we have this vision for how we want to live and how we want to raise our children, what we want for them. 
Um, and so I don't know that we ever like sat down and it was like, you're going to do this and I'm going to do this. And this is how it's going to work. We, our personalities complement each other in such a way that it, every the, the pieces just kind of fall into place. Now, I'm not saying that there are nights when I'm like, I'm not cooking. I'm not doing this. I can't do the dishes. Get a child in here to load the dishwasher, right? Um, and I do, you know, have a little perfectionism or maybe some control issues around that. <laughs> I, I want, you know, I want to cook dinner and I want to be all these things. Um, it's relying on, like I said, in a previous episode, you know, we get help from the village, from Patrick's mom and, and things like that. And, and that is super helpful. And then I just, for me personally, I can't speak for Patrick, but I trust him a hundred percent. I know that whatever um, decisions we make as a team here, you know, I can trust that they're going to be carried out and I can help support that and make that happen. Um, and he trusts that if he, you know, throws something over his shoulder, I'm going to make sure it happens. Um, so I think that it's just having mutual respect and trust in, in each other's abilities and capabilities and decision-making. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would, all, because of the work I do with our innovation council, we have um, a mindset around think first and it's first principles thinking. And sometimes we often optimize something that shouldn't exist. And so, if you think about how we were shaped and even the roles of who, who does what inside a family unit and, and what, you know, what, what that activity looks like, what I've leaned to do is sort of test all assumptions about all of those things. And part of getting clear about who we wanted to work with and, and, and uh, how, how our business would, how we would spend in our time and energy was really about even the income part. Like we're just investing, 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 right? And so for the future, we have a 25 year vision around what we do in multifamily. And it's quite exciting because we bring other people along with us. But what got clear, clarity around that was income too. It's like, we look at, you know, if you wanted to make X, X amount of dollars, if it was a million dollars a year, divide that by 2080 and you get $480 an hour. So if you're doing something less than $480 an hour, then you're in your, so that's in the way of you getting to your vision. In other words, I don't mow the lawn at the house. I'm not that kind of, you know, like sometimes um, there's things that need to be done around the house, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, I, I'm just not that guy, right? And not because I don't know how or what, I just don't, I know that I would rather be in relationship, you know, with the family unit or the business, creating the freedom and, and, and life that we want to do, than, you know, sitting around fussing with the, the toilet flapper or whatever, right? But I will tell you, this last weekend, I went to Home Depot, I got some parts, <laughs> I got into the tool bag, and I fixed some stuff, okay? And the reason why I did that not was because I could have just hired somebody to do it faster and enjoyed the afternoon was because it became a teaching moment of just, uh, you know, a young son doing not ever knowing like, how does anything even work? Right. So to right. me, it was an opportunity to connect, but also give him a victory. So the other night when he was asking, like, I can't remember, it was just like, good night and everything. I started asking questions like, 
what do you know and and what'd you learn and and it, it took about seven or eight whys or or asks and he ended up kind of puffing up and feeling proud like he knows how this works and he knows how to fix it and so our goal is just in in business is to create more leaders not just be leaders but develop create and make more leaders and the same thing goes in our family unit so uh, a lot of these things um, balance out where we're we're um, we're trying to lead by uh, we want our children to know that they can create their own independence in this world um, I'm not sure they all get it right now um, but <laughs> if we leave them with like hey our parents hustled they they knocked down this challenge they were passionate about what they did that a lot of great people were around them and um, they were gladiators uh, and they did it without raising capital and they they truly built a business around um, showing up for others and then ultimately knowing like they need they took care of self first mm -hmm. you know because if you're a business and you can't fix your revenue or solve revenue then you can't invest and hire more people and do the things you need so you know these types of things come through even the subtlest movements inside a family unit because that's why we all go to work and do the things we want to do is at the end of the day we start and end our day at home you know, Absolutely. So, um, and I think that's yeah. one of the best drivers. I mean, that's what keeps us on the hard days, keeps us going, uh, is knowing that like I'm working to put my kids, education is a big priority in our lives. So my kids went to boarding school and my kids are all in really great colleges. And so we wanted to stress that, but to do that, we have to work. And they understand the give and take in that. And they understand, you know, that if you work hard, this is what happens. And I, I agree, Patrick, that you kind of dropped the subtle lessons. I remember one time, um, my oldest, he was in high school, I think uh, towards the end of high school, told uh, my mom that one of the things that he like looked up to his mom the most about was my work ethic. And to me, it was like, you know, we never talked about, we didn't sit there and have a lecture on work ethic. He just picked that up from seeing the fact that I also kept family as a priority and made sure that I was at the games. And, you know, yes, I was probably the mom on her phone um, that people complain about on Facebook because I was answering emails, but I was also that allowed me to be at that soccer game and to do those things um, and to let them know that they're the priority and they're worth working for. Um, and I also agree with you on the subtle lessons. Um, there was maybe a um, incident this morning with my uh, husband and us putting together a printer table and I, um, at one point, looked at him and said, this is a good analogy for our life and how the two of us work separately and together. Um, so I, we do also um, outsource the lawn mowing and the um, other things. And I'm using um, learning to trust my young adults to actually do things around the house, Harry, that I don't um, personally do the same way. It's hard. I will say hard. there is nothing that can come between two people faster than putting together something from Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Amen. Yes. Like drop. Yes. And so we, we were in the middle of putting it together and he, um, he did something I didn't like and the way he said something. And then I kind of maybe reminded him of that. And then I was like, you know, if we're not trying to do things separately on our own and we work together on things, that's when we work best. And that's the best part of, uh, we worked most efficiently on putting this incredibly difficult printer stand together, um, doing that. So I think that there are lessons in there. And I love how you're using that with your kids too. 
um, that is super, like you guys are so inspirational and like all these different levels. You know, it's also really interesting and Patrick, as you share, you know, kind of how you've quantified, you know, what is this hour worth to my family achieving the ultimate lifestyle goal that we have? It reminds me of, so Christina and I attended the Interface Student Housing Conference a couple of months ago in Austin, and we were sitting in on a panel uh, put together by the W Collective, which is Student Housing's um, new kind of female empowerment, female leadership group. And we were listening to this panel and what struck me as, you know, being so interesting was I was so surprised to hear that all of the women sitting on this panel were the breadwinners for their family. And there's a point here, I promise, but I was sitting in the audience listening and everything that kept coming back to me was we are challenging the, the dynamic of the household as we've all come to know it. We are, we are challenging the status quo of what it means to have this quote unquote traditional or normal or cookie cutter kind of lifestyle today. And it is encouraging to me to hear y'all how you do it and your story, obviously, because, you know, I, I think that to your point, our kids are watching, we're modeling behavior that we want them to step into hopefully one day, or we're modeling behavior that they are smart enough to know. I want to be nothing like mom and dad. Um, but, uh, we are in this season, I think, of, of challenging what the standard is. And, you know, it's okay for our homes to not look traditional. It's okay for there to be two working parents. It's okay for there to be two parents that are business owners that are not just, not just working, that are leading companies, that are leading people that are in maybe the relationship business, that are in that are just busy parents. Like I have to remind myself that I have a, a small child. I have a one-year-old. And though she may not remember these long, long, long months that her daddy and I are experiencing, but are so grateful for, but I have to bring myself back to, I am modeling for her, you know, what independence looks like and what um, stability and security looks like and what hard work looks like. And sometimes that means that, you know, I, we don't get to participate in everything and we make choices that maybe look financially different than other people because we're working towards a lifestyle goal. You know, to y'all's point, if, if an hour is worth $480 and if my goal is to earn a million by the end of the year and this is how many working or workable billable hours I've got then am I being a good steward of my time and am I modeling that for my children I think that's really it's very important and for those that are listening that are um you know trying to plant the seeds of a strong uh family unit a strong household unit um there's some really good wisdom here that you should definitely be writing down if not getting tattooed on your arm. So you never lose it or get tattooed on your face. I mean, these are good notes. Take, take good notes. Um, uh, let's jump to, if you guys don't mind, um, you know, kind of what you're cooking up within all of these brands and businesses and things that you guys are creating and sharing 
in multifamily. Um, can you share with our audience some of the new stuff that you're working on right now? Yeah, well, for nine years, we've been on a mission to help companies um, get seen, be heard, and get connected. And through that, we have an event platform, we have news, media, PR, we have software that supports them, and a strategic business agency team that can help them essentially um, build a brand in multifamily and get clients calling calling them. And so the the process of doing all that was never intentional. It was really doing the events and paying attention to um, the needs and challenges and opportunities in the industry and, and just continually looking at where can we solve problems or help people support their big goals, if that's revenue or impact or more people using their product. And so for us, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's clarity around, you know, I guess how we help people at the stage that they're in, you know, if they're a small uh, team and they have, you know, five employees and five to 15 employees and, and they want to leverage, you know, our software to um, go to market and do what we did with millions of units, you know, without attending a single event or ex exhibition or a trade show. Um, and reaching people, you know, where they spend time. That's, that's what we're supporting. Um, the clarity around um, what comes next in multifamily is, is more of a, a community-driven experience. So it's no longer, you know, these are the things that we're going to talk about at these events. It's literally, I'm spending 52 weeks, uh, carries in these meetings uh, each week, uh, with operators, owners, and listening to the challenges that they have, and then we're framing our content to knock those challenges down. So our annual Multifamily Innovation Summit is just our opportunity to report back to the industry, like the Journal of Medicine of, here's what we did, not here's what can be done, but here's what we accomplished. Um, here are the people that are bold, thinking differently, uh, doing big things in multifamily, and, and by the way, they tested these assumptions, and we created more value in these ways. So we aim to be more like um, sort of a media platform. Our competition isn't really other events, right? Because we have multiple events and we have other ways to reach people. So I think it's, um, you know, just again, developing more leaders, um, extracting their knowledge and, and getting it on our platform. I think that's amazing. And you guys both have, um, a great ability to not only read the industry, but read people and, and fill in the gaps as to what's needed. And I think that that's like a huge talent. Um, I guess we all have our superpowers. And I feel like that for you guys, being able to see and, and kind of anticipate what people are going to need um, is like, you're definitely both of your combined superpowers. It's, it's truly amazing. Um, so if our listeners want to find out more about um, the different, um, the uh, network that you have and the different events that you have coming up and um, your, um, some of the things that you have going on, how can they find you guys? What can they do to seek out more information? Yeah. Multifamilyleadership.com is going to be the best place to start. Um, you can get everywhere from there. So you can see our, our events. You can see our news platform, um, press releases, everything we've got going on. So it's going to be multifamilyleadership.com. 
Yeah, and our podcast network is there. Yeah, uh, podcast. The Women's Summit, we have on-demand events, um, insights, all kinds of different things that we do to support innovation, technology, leadership, and investment. So that's the, the area of, of, of how we support those that are tuning in. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, as we wrap up here, I can't help but just be humbled because, you know, it's not so often that you get to hear the personal side of somebody's journey like this and to hear like, this is how we've built our home. This is how we do business together. This is, we're taking, you know, we're pulling the veil back on, these are our companies. This is what we do. You know, this is the legacy we're creating, but here's the why, here's why and how that's working. Um, the, 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 rawness that is that. So this was incredible. We're so thankful for both of you. Um, before we go, I have to ask you one last question. Um, could you both uh, give our audience your best piece of advice for a noob or a newbie starting out in multifamily trying to grow? Um, I don't always ask that question, but you guys are um, a source of wisdom, obviously. So if you could give a quick piece of advice for maybe a young or new or inexperienced uh, multifamily leader that's listening in, what would it be? For me, I would say um, be able to have the big dreams, the big visions, you know, see, don't be so singularly focused um, when, where you are. So do an amazing job, whatever you're doing, you know, no matter where you're starting, win, right? Be the best that you can be in that position, but see the future for yourself. And I, Patrick said this earlier, and I wish I had had this phrase in my head, but test your assumptions, right? Test the limits of what you think you can do and go beyond that because you can, if you put your mind to it and focus on it, that's what I would say. Yeah, that was that was powerful. I, I mean, um, those are all great points. I was trying to steal your answer. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was actually writing them down. So, and I'm not a newbie, so I that was it spoke to me too. <laughs> yeah, I, I can tell you that. Um, what one thing to understand, I think, you know, I got started in this industry very different, and um, you know, I scraped curbs, changed wax rings, and and and, and maintenance turns, and um, did accounting. I've done all of it from development, finance, everything. And a lot of it was for, it was a lot of taking the bullets, right? Taking the, it's blocking and tackling. And so I think mindset, you have to have a constant flow of positive mindset things coming into your world because you're going to run up into walls and it's your ability to break through those to keep going because there was times when I wanted to quit and give up. And it was a, it was a leader, a mentor of mine that, that said, nope, stay with this. And here's the bigger fit you know, picture for this. Um, so mindset, really important. The second thing is the company, if you're employed and you're a W-2 earner, you get a paycheck, maybe you have one flow of income. And that one flow of income puts you at risk because you have to uh, play it safe. And so, but company, you have to understand that the, the company that's paying you the, the paycheck, somewhere, if you go far enough back, there was someone like Carrie and I that had an idea and they had a vision about something and they truly wanted that vision to grow. They wanted to serve more customers. They wanted the building to come alive, whatever that, they took all the risk 
and I mean a lot of risk, financial risk, uh, emotional risk, maybe sacrifices even at home. And so when you show up to work every day, knowing like somebody built this, somebody took you know, time to create this, that you have access to learn everything about it. So you may be just in one role, but surrounding you is everything that you need to know to create your own wealth in the world. Pay attention to that, right? So the right mindset, no, and, and then living through knowing like somebody came before you and made all this possible. You can do it too, but at the same time, while you're earning that paycheck, win, like Carrie said, win at the highest level like a competitive athlete. That means go home, study communication, study what the customer is, study API, study technology, study where things are going and treat yourself like you're a professional, no matter what role that is. And I guarantee you, when you show up to work like that every day, you're going to win and people want to work on winning teams and they will find ways that you can create value in that organization, right? And so if you're winning where you are, like Carrie said, and then you're paying attention to other things like financial stuff, why they made that decision, why would they push back on something like that, then you're more understanding of the next level and you can step right into that, right? So the right mindset, paying attention to uh, the fact that some entrepreneur created that business, took risks, and you know, 15 minutes here and 15 minutes there is time value. It's a currency to these organizations. So if you can show up for that organization and always either A, knock down problems, create more revenue for that organization through a better experience or driving more sales, you will create the world that you want to create. Now, the third thing is before you even do all this, you have to have that vision for what that is. It may take years. The good things that get created do take a long time. It doesn't have to take a long time, but there's just like every season, there's a, only one rent collection. There's one summer, there's one winter, pipes freeze. You know, you have to experience the season of things to truly appreciate the value that you can create at that next level. So, uh, and then go to all of our events, right? We're bringing the event to you. So the point is you have everything it takes. You have access to more information, more people, more tools than anybody ever has that created everything that you see around you. Go for it and make it happen. Oh, good. Christina, do you have chills or goosebumps or all of the above? Yeah, I was like too busy writing down pretty much notes from everything. I, I joked about last year's multifamily um, women's leadership I, or summit. I had uh, 22 page, pages of notes still on my um, Remarkable. And um, then during every call that Patrick, we had with you guys, um, I had pages and pages of notes on there and I won't delete them because I, I, I know that they're saved on my computer, but I want them right there too to refer back to. Um, so just thank you for all of the wisdom that you guys share uh, throughout all of the different things that you do. Well, thank you for giving us the platform to do that. Thank you. Yeah, we're so happy to be here today. Yeah, we're so grateful for you guys. And uh, we are selfishly super grateful because Christina and I got to know each other because of y'all and and um, just part of the content and the resources and the all of the things that you guys just share. And really, I mean, kind of a free way online through LinkedIn and all, you just all of the content that you're um, generous with. It is, it's a resource for industry people and partners and owner manager people and suppliers and 
uh, young, old, new, not new. I mean, all of us. So we're grateful for you guys. We're grateful for your leadership, for your uh, stewardship to the industry. We're grateful for the risks that you guys have taken, you continue to take, and the envelope that you push daily. Um, we see you, the industry sees you, and we're grateful for you. And we're excited to be a part of um, the knowledge base that you're creating that we get to soak up and uh, hold on to and hopefully become better leaders, better business owners, better stewards ourselves in the multifamily space. Um, thanks to you. So uh, for those that are listening, thank you for being here. Carrie and Patrick are obviously powerhouses and people you need to number one, be connected with on LinkedIn, but number two, you need to go follow every single platform that they have created, that they're a part of. Um, go tune in. There's so many ways to get involved, to start learning like now. Um, and of course, a million events that you can be a part of that are so thoughtfully created, that are so impactful, that will um, allow you to transform into a better version of yourself. So thank you for being here. We're so grateful for the community that we are building. Um, stay tuned for our next episode. And until next time, bye guys. <laughs>